so you are the senior vice president of 22 squared you guys uh have the office out of tampa florida right now so being there for 12 years uh what's the culture like i imagine it must kind of contribute to your longevity there yes a hundred percent uh the people there are my family as cliche as it sounds it's a tight group um i've actually been with 22 squared in some form or fashion since 2002, I was an intern in our Atlanta office uh, and then joined when it was formerly West Wayne uh, in Tampa in 2004. So I've been there uh, quite a long time, nearly my entire career, and it truly is the people um, that make it so special. Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, friendly competition, enough to keep us going, but truly uh, cheering for one another and we all want each other to do well and succeed uh, because we, we deeply care about each other and, and growth and development. So it's a pretty special, rare thing uh, from what I hear. I haven't, right. haven't experienced other places, but yeah, special. I think that's super important. Two things that you said, um, friendly competition, and then also genuinely being happy when, you know, your coworkers or colleagues do have success, because I think that, you know, sometimes that um, competitive, like competitive nature, sometimes you can feel like envy or jealousy or something like that. So having that true feeling of like happiness or someone, um, that's got to definitely contribute to the overall, you know, success of the firm. Um, you said that you interned uh, with the same company um, at the time. Could you kind of immediately foresee yourself? growing with the company, like even back then? Yeah, I could see myself being part of the company for sure. Okay. I don't think I could ever have anticipated the path that my career would take. But even then, it was my first foray into advertising. I was a newspaper woman all the way. Mm. I was the editor of my high school newspaper. I was the editor of my college newspaper and uh, fiercely passionate about journalism. And then I interned at this agency, had no experience whatsoever, and just fell in love with it. I loved the pace and the, and the passion and the creativity. Um, and I was like, could I actually create things and, and dream up things, ads, and get paid for it? Like, that's amazing. Yep. Um, and, and that's what happened. That's great. Um, so you've been a writer all your life, obviously. Um, could you talk about how your creative writing influences some of the copywriting that you do or that you do or how they kind of um, work in tandem if they do absolutely yes they, they absolutely do I have I have been a lover of words since I remember learning to talk and walk and write and um, absolutely I think uh, creative writing was such an amazing backbone um, for and fire for what I do now learning different characters and voices really learning how to connect with people with words and move mm. them uh, and make them feel something. That's what advertising is all about. The most successful right. advertising is, is going to move you to action or to make a decision. Um, and, and that's exactly what, what the best authors do too, right? Like we're just, we're leaning into characters, psyches and minds and feelings and, and sharing that through words. And so yes, a hundred percent that that connection is very real and has helped me tremendously. That's great. Um, so you rose the ranks um, from kind of copywriter to I think you're the content director now VP there might have been 
something in between creative director or something along those lines. Um, definitely uh, let me know if I'm getting that wrong, but I think that was the progression. Um, what has, what have the different roles kind of taught you? Um, like how have you evolved through those roles? Yes, excellent question. It, it has been quite a journey. And another wonderful thing about 22 Squared, because we're independent, you are encouraged to write your own story and, mm -hmm. and make your own path. And, and you have so much support along the way to really achieve anything, anything you set out to do. I started as an intern. Uh, like I said, I had no former experience. So mm -hmm. I didn't go to ad school. I didn't, I didn't build a portfolio as a student. I learned literally on the job and I had amazing mentors who uh, as I was an intern, as I was just starting out, they would feed me assignments on the side. I was so hungry. I was mm. like, teach me how to write a radio script. I, I want to learn about TV. Um, back then, it was really right. traditional channels. Um, and so that's how I learned. I learned on the job. I learned by listening and watching and doing. And um, it was amazing to learn that way. And I think because I started as an intern, I've, I've always felt this need to prove myself and mm. uh, to climb, climb, climb. Um, especially as a, as a woman. And um, I don't know how much we want to get into that um, particularly, but I was the only female in my department for a very long time. Um, yep. And I was never made to feel less than by any means by my coworkers. They were, they were always supportive of me, but I just always felt like I had something to prove um, as a woman and, and as a young writer coming up. So yes, I learned on the traditional channels, um, cut my teeth on direct mail and then moved into print radio television ultimately and then when social media sort of broke out um, I was obsessed with it I thought it was so fascinating that you could get to market so quickly and with something as small as a social post um, I loved how quick it was and how iterative and how you could test and optimize and mm. was just so taken with it all and that's when I moved into that content role so I was really gotcha. overseeing uh, more social content more digital content for our clients um, and there was so much opportunity there. Um, you know, TV and radio are such known suspects, but with the digital space, there was so much opportunity to innovate and, and do things that no one had ever done before. So I really loved that. Um, and it was just unconventional using, using advertising and, and your megaphone for good in that mm. space um, was so much fun. Uh, and then from there, because I was in a more of a leadership role in content, that was a natural progression uh, to be a creative director because I'd had experience in all the mediums, um, especially in the innovative spaces. Um, so eventually became a creative director uh, and now group creative director. Great. So you're the Peggy Olson of the office for a little while. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've been I've been called that, um, but I love it. I, that's a badge of honor for me. Oh, definitely. Um, I have so many females on my team now, so many young women coming up, and it is the joy of my life to, to help them and to help them find what's special about them. I think mm. that was the biggest lesson. For a long time, I was the only lady in the office, and I was surrounded by really funny men who mm -hmm. were just hilarious, who were really good at comedy, and I wasn't. I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm super funny at all, but I was trying so hard to be like them. And then some, mm. one day, someone said, Mindy, you have so many strengths. Why don't you why don't you lean into your own strengths and make your yeah. own path and and you know it's you shine advice. where you're strong. Totally, it was the best advice I've ever gotten. I, I did Strength Finders and it completely made me pivot. Uh, my whole attitude changed and 
I really in, encourage young young creatives, both men and women, to find their strength and and do things that motivate them and fulfill them and find where they're strong um, and not focus on where they're weak and where they need to improve. That's great advice. Um, it's funny, I actually also started in the newspaper ad world um, when I got started. So some of the things you were talking about um, definitely ring true. Um, but also something you said about the need to kind of prove yourself in that hustle, um, that kind of like ambition. Um, could you talk about that? And do you still feel that to this day? It is the one thing that I'm constantly advised to work on because mm. I absolutely do. And I think it's because uh, I've been in the same place and I started as an intern that I still feel that intern inside me a lot. Yep. Um, I still constantly, I don't know that I'll ever not want to hustle. Hustling is, is what keeps me going. I enjoy it. I, um, I've heard don't stop till you're proud. And I, and I take that with me every single day. Um, because there's so many smart people out there and creative people, but you can't, um, don't let anyone out care you or be more passionate than you. Than you. Um, that, that continues to drive me every single day. That's great. Um, and you mentioned, you said a megaphone for good. Mm -hmm. I liked that phrase a lot. Could you talk about the um, concept of do good things and how that's really been at the core of, um, the campaigns that you guys run and uh, who you choose to do business with? Yes, that's an excellent question. It's so true. Um, that's what 22 Squared is all about. That, that's what we stand for. We, we are existing today to do good things. And we only partner with clients who are interested in doing good things and making the world a more beautiful place for everyone. And we, it's not even an opportunity for us. It's an obligation. We are talking to millions of people through advertising, uh, through so many touch points. And we are obligated to, to make their day better or brighter or more meaningful. And our clients are poised to do amazing things in this world. Um, my primary client is Advent Health and they're, they're literally saving lives um, and they do so much good in the world. And um, it's, it's an awesome, awesome opportunity to be in this position where we can do good things um, in the world. Definitely, and especially timely with all that's going on right now. Um, I th think I did see in the portfolio, if it's Advent Health, I think I saw like the 21-day campaign. Is that something? Um, could you talk about that campaign? Yes, yes. I'm so glad you asked about that. The 21-day the Feel Whole Challenge. So we just launched Advent Health last year. They're, they're a new brand. They, they consolidated many brands into one. And we launched them with this brand promise to feel whole. And they uh, specialize in whole person care. And, and it's not just lip service. They truly do care for their patients, body, mind, and spirit. So we introduced that concept to the world and, and we talked a lot about it and we defined it, but we really wanted to show the transformational power of whole person care. So instead of doing an advertising campaign, we created a program, the 21 Day Feel Whole Challenge, with simple things that you could do every single day for 21 days, each of them designed to rejuvenate you in body, mind, or spirit. And we had so many folks take it. It launched with a, a broadcast piece where we had um, a farmer, a police officer, an expecting mother, a stage four cancer survivor, and a man who just experienced renal failure, all ages and stages of life. We wanted to prove that anyone could do this. 
So they kicked us off. We filmed them over the course of 21 days. They did a lot of video diaries too on their own. And then we created the broadcast piece to invite the rest of the world to take the challenge. And we had influencers take it as well. Um, that's been one of the most fulfilling projects I've ever worked on because we had people write in and say, this, this program saved my life. Uh, this program encouraged me to get a checkup and they found something that otherwise I would have been in big trouble if they hadn't discovered this thing or this changed the way that I look at my health. Um, instead of treating sick patients, we wanted people to think about their health every single day and be mm. preventive about it and really take care of themselves. Um, we wanted to keep people out of Advent Health facilities, which is kind of amazing if you think about yeah. it that way. Um, but yes, I, that project was so incredible. That's great. Um, and that must kind of feel, that must feel rewarding and fulfilling when you have people writing in and you can see a tangible impact on something that, you know, you were a part of. Um, is that something like that fulfillment? Is that something that keeps you going? And could you talk about um, some other things that keep you motivated to keep striving to do good work? Yes, absolutely. That is more fulfilling than any award you could ever give me or my team. And that's exactly what 22 Squared means by do good things. Um, we also had the opportunity to create a bell choir with cancer survivors. And um, we just wanted to give people hope that are going through that. And yes, if, if you can use that, like I said, megaphone for good, um, any single message you put out there has the opportunity to reach someone or make their life better or impact them or change their mind or move them to do something really powerful and um it's an it's an amazing awesome opportunity when you frame advertising that way uh because i know a lot of folks don't necessarily see advertising in that light mm -hmm. um but every every profession you you have that opportunity to do good things if you just reframe your perspective on it yeah, i like that reframing your perspective and not limiting yourself to you know someone else's perceived beliefs about it or how you think you should fit in it's like um yeah i, I really like that um and i think that that's a good example um you know i know you're the mother of two kids um it's a good example for them to get to see what's possible what's um achievable um could you talk maybe about um how having kids has affected your life? Yes, yes. I'm so glad you asked about my boys. Thank you. Yeah. I have two sons. Um, They're 11 and 13. We just wrapped up elementary school and middle school for them. And yes, I, I love being able to show them, one, that yes, you can start as an intern and work your way up and, and do anything you want. Um, I love having sons because in this world, it's amazing to be able to raise raise good men to, to respect um, everyone and to value everyone. Um, and yeah, they, um, they, they definitely uh, motivate me to, to use my, my job for good. I want to show them that anything is possible, um, that hard work pays off. But more than anything, that, that kindness and empathy um, goes so much further than you can ever imagine. Absolutely. Um, you guys have probably been uh, experiencing the at-home learning. How is that? How is that then? 
Yes, uh, they they luckily are very independent. Uh, it's funny. I've been tapped to help with the with the writing assignments and the art mm -hmm. projects. My husband happily has taken on math and science the math, and the really yep. hard stuff. Yes, um, but they've been great. It's it's been um, it's been interesting to have us all in the same quarters, all mm -hmm. on different Zoom calls at the same time. Um, it, it's really been uh, awesome to see them take responsibility uh, for their for their own schoolwork and. I feel lucky that they're pretty autonomous because they're a little bit older. Uh, yeah. I have colleagues with little bitties that I can't imagine going through yeah. that right now. Um, yeah, that's gonna be tough. But it's been, <laughs> it's taught us all a lot of patience. Um, and I think it's it's really done a lot to, to flatten everyone's expectations across the board um, and shine a light on, on working parents and, and how tricky it can be sometimes. Definitely. Um, so what do you like to do on your days off? Like if you have an ideal day off or a weekend day, um, what do you and your family like to do? We like, um, we live in Florida, so we have plenty of spaces to go play. We love being outside. We do a lot of biking. There's a lot of trails nearby. Um, we do a lot of beach and pool when we can. Uh, we also are huge uh, Disney fans, so um, really excited for them to open back up because we spend a lot of time at Disney. Um, I am a big fan of never doing the, the same thing twice, uh, finding a new trail, finding a different place, because I think the the impact on creativity is tenfold if you're just shaking okay. it up and waking up your mind in different ways. Um, I love to read, too. I don't. I, I wish I had more time to read, but that's also something that I love. Um, and writing letters to my family when I have a chance. I have a severely neglected blog, uh, but I do really love writing love notes to my family. That's great. Yeah, I, I think that's super powerful about never doing the same thing twice. Um, like you said, it just keeps you alive and awake and kind of um, not in that monotonous routine. So I think that that's great. You said you're a big fan of Disney. Um, What's your favorite? <laughs> yes. What's your favorite park? Oh, Epcot, hands down. I love Epcot, and I love both sides. The World Showcase is such a magical place to walk around. But I also love um, the, the the future, the future world part, um, and just Epcot being the you know the acronym, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. I think it's such a cool place, uh, and I yeah. know they're they're reinventing it all the time. But that's my favorite park, hands down. That's great. Um, so what, uh, you guys do a lot of hiking. Um, what has been your most challenging hike? We don't do a lot of hardcore hiking in, okay. in Florida because it's so flat and, yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, but we, um, we do the Pinellas trail a lot. We actually bike that more than we walk it. Um, but that's a really uh, amazing stretch of land and, my youngest uh, is interested in wildlife conservation, so we're usually on the lookout for critters or new species or things to, to identify. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and you mentioned your blog. I did read one of, uh, I think it might have been the most recent blog. I'm not, I can't recall, but um, I did take out like two quotes from it that I thought were really strong, um, pun intended, because it says, you talk about having your boys find their strong. So I wanted to talk to you about what is finding, finding strong for you. And then what is, what do you hope 
uh, sorry, I'm framing this in a weird way, but uh, I think you get what I'm going for. Like, what is that strong that you're hoping that they find? Yes, I, I, I truly believe that each one of us is made with, with unique strengths and gifts and that we're given those gifts to use them. And um, I don't think there's nearly enough emphasis on, on people finding where they're strong. Um, you know, both, both mentally, physically, spiritually, however you want to frame it, we, we all have gifts and, and it's a shame we're, we're depriving folks around us of those gifts if we don't find them and use them. Um, my sons are very different and their strengths are very different. And beyond my, my children, my team, um, I gave everyone this year a copy of the Strength Finders book because I really believe in it because I want them to focus on their own strengths and leverage them. Um, so many people are focused on development and, and let's point out your weaknesses and your fatal flaws and where you need to grow. Mm. And that's all fine. Like we all have things we could work on, but we are unstoppable when we find our, our strengths and, and where we're good and, and where we can really make the most impact on the world. Definitely. Um, Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, definitely. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned your team. Um, how big is the team that you're directly working with um, on a day-to-day -day basis? I'm sure you guys collaborate um, across like cross-functional teams all the time, but your immediate team, how, how big is that? I have a team of, of about 15 that, that's my core team, but across mm -hmm. the, the entire creative department, and we have offices in both Tampa and Atlanta. Um, yep. Goodness, I'm on the spot now. I don't even know how many creatives we're, we're up to mm -hmm. now. I should know that. Um, but many, I, we're at least 60 strong across our department. Wow. So do you find that you, um, does your leadership style like tailor, um, differently towards different creatives or different personality types or, um, how do you kind of adapt based on who you're working with? Yes, 100%. I, uh, we are also, 22 Squared is big on the Myers-Briggs uh, mm -hmm. uh, program. And so uh, I know which, uh, which type each of, my, um, each of my team members is. And I, and I really use that. If, if someone's an introvert, I don't tend to just pop over. Um, I, I treat them differently. I know who needs um, more frequent one-on-ones. And I know who thrives with more autonomy, who needs mm. a little bit more direction um who and i think understanding this goes back to strengths too um i i don't think that everyone should be expected to be amazing at everything um mm. that's why we have a diverse dynamic team there there are folks that are going to be better at the emotional assignments there are going to be folks that are better with innovation and it's important that you know that um and i tell my team all the time you're going to do your best where your strengths and your passions kind of intersect so mm. If, if we get a pro bono project for uh, dogs, I, I know who my dog lovers are and I'm going to put them on that assignment. Um, yep. it's, it's really important that we're not forcing people into molds. Um, and it just makes our department so much stronger. We, we have so many amazing folks on our team and they're all so different. And that's what makes us great. Yeah, that's great. I would, um, I'm just thinking like from a perspective, if I was on that team, I would feel like, I'm being allowed to thrive where I'd like to rather than, you know, just thrown somewhere and say good luck. It's like, we know that this is um, something that you're going to be interested in. This is why you're on this specific task. So that's, that's great to hear. Um, what are some 
brands? I mean, I know you guys work with a lot of um, different brands, but what are some brands that you think are doing a good job right now that you may not work with, but that you'd like to work with in the future? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, Netflix is killing it right now, right? Yep. <laughs> I think Absolutely. not only are they, uh, you know, uh, they're doing well, but, but they're doing well uh, for a reason. Um, I'm always a huge fan um, of, of Target, um, North Face, um, Patagonia. Um, they're, they're always doing amazing things, um, REI. Um, it, it's been interesting to watch brands like Delta who are obviously going through a tough time and how they're yeah. reacting and responding. Um, I think the brands that are successful right now are the ones that are truly talking to people and telling them what they need and want to hear um, and being empathetic um, to the situation. Uh, and the brands that are actually choosing to advertise because while it's such a tough time right now, uh, it's so important that they, that they stay out there and stay relevant. Definitely. Yeah, I've always liked um, Patagonia's brand um, quite a bit. Um, and I don't know if you're a podcast fan, but um, there's a good podcast on like Netflix versus HBO. It's on uh, Business Wars is the title. Um, but anyways, it's just a side tangent. I'm a big <laughs> podcast guy. <laughs> um, and then for... For your own work, um, what is like a campaign or a piece of work that you feel the most proud of um, that you really identified with? I think the the piece that I'm most proud of would be our our Survivor Bell Choir uh, for Advent Health. It was it was the piece that we used to launch the brand, and um, we used that iconic bell ringing as a symbol uh, that treatment is over, and um, we gathered survivors from all across the country and had them, they, they were together for four days. Um, most of them had never read music or learned to read music in their lives. And in just a few short days, we had a musical therapist in, within Advent Health teach them how to read music and play a song together. Uh, and they performed it um, in a performance in Orlando at the, at the beautiful Performing Arts Center there. Um, and it was just a beautiful thing. And, and what's been so awesome about that, the, the event itself was gorgeous. Um, but they, I'm part of a, of a Facebook group. They still keep in touch. They talk every single day. They support each other. They've become this little life support group. And they're all so different. Like they're just, again, we had, we had from 13 year olds to 70 year olds in this group. And um, mm. it's amazing to see the bond that they have. And they have reunions. They get together. Like I said, they oh, talk every day. It's phenomenal, and it's like that. That's what advertising can do. When we say do good things and, and improve people's lives, we mean it. Like that. That's real. Um, yeah. And they're just really special humans. <laughs> that's beautiful. It's like you built a little community between them. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned Netflix before. Um, I saw the scoops ahoy. Uh, thing that you guys did with Vaskin Robbins. Um, can you talk about that? That's a cool project. Yes, it was amazing. I can't. I can take no credit for that. My uh, my friends in Atlanta worked on that. But um, yeah, incredible. Um, they they created a campaign. Uh, my favorite part of that campaign, be, beyond them overtaking Baskin Robbins locations and completely uh, reskinning them to be like the ice cream shop in the series um, Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. 
um, they did the scavenger hunt across the internet and you could only play using technology from the 80s. So oh, really? like landlines and fax machines and um, it was incredible. The participation um, and the angst and the, and the excitement <laughs> among the participants was so amazing um, to see. And yeah, in a day and age when we're just um, technology is at the forefront to go back in time because of the mm. nostalgia, because of the show setting, I thought was just super cool. I was gonna say, I think people do, um, when they have the opportunity, like when something like this comes up, they do really enjoy nostalgic um, kind of practices or taking you back, um, taking you back in time. So that's a great, great way to do that. Um, that's cool. I'll have to check out that kind of component of it. Cause I, I had just seen the video of like the revamp um, when they went in and um, changed everything around, but I didn't uh, really dive into too much of the background of it. So that's really cool. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, definitely check out the scavenger hunt. Um, yes, and they had created new flavors just for the show and yeah. lines were wrapped around the store for hours. I think people waited like nine hours for a scoop of ice cream. It was insane. That's crazy. Um, they yeah, built, very, built very the cool hype campaign. really well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they did a good job. That's great. Awesome. Well, um, that was all of the questions that I had. I don't know if you had any other things you'd like to dive into, but I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time. And um, this was really a great conversation. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you um, and great to talk with you as well. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely keep in touch and I'll definitely keep checking out what's going on at 22 Square. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have an awesome weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye.